Hey, Regen. Uh, my name is Michael, as my friends call me, Zig. Uh, I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pornography and people-pleasing. I remember thinking that school and sports were extremely important from a very young age. By no means was I the best at either, but I quickly realized that excelling at those things made me feel important. I developed this need to be right or be the best at whatever I did. This need proved to be, um, this need would become uh, an underlying motivation for many things in my life. In high school, my focus on approval shifted to those around me. I began to believe that their acceptance would bring me value. I remember deciding I was gonna become one of the popular kids. Popularity would, would fill the void that I had. Friday, I was an athlete. Saturday nights, I was at a party. Sunday, I was at church and youth group. Monday, I was doing just enough to remain near the top of my class. I was like a chameleon, shifting and changing depending on the crowd. I became a master at manipulating people's perception of me. Life was going well until I found out my parents were getting a divorce during my senior year. My world was shattered. I had never experienced a pain that severe, so I made the decision that I never would again. Unknowingly, I began to build a wall around my heart. I would turn more toward relationships and accomplishments to find the approval I desperately wanted. My entire identity and self-worth became tied to what others thought of me, especially women. In dating relationships, I would become emotionally invested quickly and seek acceptance by pushing physical boundaries. With each breakup, I would fortify the wall around my heart just a little bit more. This deep need for acceptance from women and an unwillingness to let anyone get close created the perfect storm for an addiction to pornography. Porn felt safe. It was uh, always ready for me, it never rejected me, and it didn't require me to be vulnerable. Porn became a secret, shameful struggle of mine for the next decade of my life. After high school, I thought attending a Christian college would be an opportunity for a fresh start and getting serious about my faith. Surprisingly, old habits don't change just because your address does. In secret, I continued to battle an addiction to pornography while presenting this mature, godly God picture to everyone. Then, I met a girl. She encouraged me, she challenged me, she was like no one that I had known before. This is what I had been searching for. Marriage had filled the void in my heart, or so I thought. I came to realize that marriage only magnified my desire for acceptance. My identity became dependent on my wife's opinion of me. Any disagreement or conflict uh, would be interpreted as rejection, crushing my self-worth. My response was to retreat back behind my walls of self-protection and become passive. This destroyed intimacy in our relationship, which fueled a return to my secret addiction to pornography. Pornography became a frequent escape where I couldn't be rejected. It felt safe again, but slowly was poisoning my marriage and my faith. My spiritual apathy, combined with my isolation, porn addiction, and critical spirit, created a ticking time bomb that would explode in a divorce. This was my rock bottom. I remember thinking that I must be unlovable. I had felt as a man, I had felt as a husband, and I had felt as a Christian. All the years of carefully crafting my image before others were destroyed. This feeling of shame led to an endless cycle of depression, pornography, and more shame. 
Looking back, though, God was miraculously working in the details of my life. As my life fell apart because of my sin, I was introduced to a ministry at a church that I had never attended. Walking in on a Monday night to regeneration was overwhelming. I remember feeling ashamed, embarrassed, confused, and hopeless. It took everything in me to hold it together. I remember sitting in my chair feeling so alone. Then something happened unexpectedly. A man walked on stage and started to talk about his life, his pornography addiction, his fear of rejection and isolation. I've been attending churches since the age of five, but I'd never heard anyone admit an addiction to pornography from a stage. It was, it, this place felt like it was safe to be honest and my fears and issues could be addressed. At that very moment, I knew God was doing something. God began to show me that I was not alone and unique in my struggles. I met other men who were broken and searching, and this gave me what I had been looking for, hope. I remember feeling a ton of anxiety on the first night of my step group. At this point in my life, I had never let anyone know the real me, not even my wife. I had never opened up and shared completely. And for the first few steps, I didn't. I would share what I was feeling or what I was learning while not being fully open. But I continued to do the book work, and the truth of God's word began to change my heart. I had to confront the truth that my situation was a direct result of my actions. I had to admit that I couldn't manage my sin in isolation or white-knuckle it. God began to soften my heart for my group and for my mentor. I began to realize that my pain had brought me to Regen, but my fear was controlling me. I also began to realize that the difference, there was a big difference between knowing about God and believing God. My faith had become an intellectual exercise. I was at the point where I was getting desperate for God to change my heart. I remember crying out, Mark 9, 24, I believe, Lord, I believe, help my own belief. God was beginning to show me that my issues ran much deeper than a divorce and porn addiction. Everything changed in step three for me. After reading this passage, um, God began to open my eyes. It says, you're in recovery for one of two reasons. First, you have not trusted Christ's sacrifice as payment for your sins. That wasn't me. I had placed my trust in Christ, and I knew the saving message of the gospel. But the text continued. Second, you received and you know the saving message of the gospel. You received Christ's uh, offer for sin. You have eternal life in your future but you haven't trusted Christ with your daily life and will. You trust something less than God for comfort, healing, and satisfaction in life, and aren't experiencing the life that he has for you today. I remember sitting at my desk, frozen after reading that paragraph. That was it. I had trusted God with my eternity, but I had tried to manage my day-to-day -day on my own. That was my turning point. And through, a, through inventory, I had the opportunity to dig deep into my past and expose the underlying idols that I had sought instead of God. For someone who controls what people uh, knows about him, that was terrifying. This was the first time in my life that I had fully, been fully transparent and known by anyone. I didn't leave anything out. At the end, the two men who listened to my confession didn't reject me, but instead reminded me of the, of the truth of Romans 8.1. 
Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I began to see my issues of pornography and isolation and self-protection as manifestations of my idol of comfort, my issues of lying and manipulation and avoidance as a manifestation of my idol of fear. I confessed these idols to God and began taking steps to repent from them and to turn from those things back to God. As I worked through my repentance plan, I learned how to identify when my heart was starting to wander toward those idols instead of seeking God. I started to see how deeply rooted my idols were in my identity. I had been identifying myself by my struggles of isolation, control, fear, and pornography for years. This led me to the truth of 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. I'm a new creation in Christ. I am no longer being controlled or identified by my sin. I'm identified by Christ. Understanding this truth allowed me to face uh, my most feared steps walking into region, forgiveness and amends. God showed me that the walls around my heart had been built with bricks of bitterness and unforgiveness for a long time. I was holding all the hurts from my parents' divorce, my own divorce, and many other things. I had never learned to deal with the emotional pain. Instead, I would turn and avoid it and isolate while suppressing everything. During these steps, I learned how to authentically ask and give forgiveness. This was a big step of faith for me as a person uh, who struggles with control and fear. Over coffee one evening, I was able to honestly ask for forgiveness from my ex-wife for the sins that I had committed in our marriage. At that moment, I experienced something for the very first time, freedom. Not simply a feeling of freedom, but a belief that I was set free. Christ had set me free from my fear. He had set me free from my need for control. He had set me free from the pain and shame of my past. I was no longer a slave to my sin. I no longer had to live in hiding. Christ had set me free. I finally understood the truth of Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. Since finishing the region, I've continued to learn what it means to stand firm in that truth. I'm continuing to grow in my understanding of my daily dependence on God. I seek to do this through the spiritual disciplines I learned in steps 10 through 12. I've watched this drastically change every area of my life. I've also had the privilege and honor to walk with other men through the 12 steps as a group co-leader, coach, and now as the men's director. Seeing God uh, work in so many lives has been incredibly humbling. I've listened to stories of healing, of hope, of struggle, and of freedom. God has used each group to challenge and convict and encourage me in new ways. If this is your first time at Regen, welcome. I'm glad that you decided to come. It's no accident that you are here. You are in the right place. A place that is for those who are hurting, who are mourning, who are doubting, who are healing, who are growing, and who are experiencing freedom in Christ. My name is Michael. I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from pornography and people-pleasing. To God be all the glory for the work he's done in my life.